To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Please stand clear of the doors. For favor, Hello and welcome to Miles from Main Street, your far from Disney podcast. My name is Mikhailo. And I'm Brian. And we're here to talk about Disney World. But especially coping away from Disney. Which we know a lot about being from the Midwest. Here at Miles from Main Street, our preferred travel agency is Magical Vacations by Kimberly. Kimberly is a Disney expert and can handle all of your Disney planning needs. She can also plan Universal and all major cruise lines. Contact Kimberly at Magical Vacations by Kimberly at Yahoo.com. And find her on Facebook and Instagram under Magical Vacations by Kimberly. So today on Miles from Main Street, we are talking about Olga's Canteen. Uh, I've been there once. Uh, Brian was lucky enough to be able to go there too. Um, and we have some stuff to say about it. <laughs> that makes it sound bad but it's not bad it's very good (laughs) i gotta call you out for your wisconsin accent first because it kind of said olga's and it's not really (laughs) a norwegian cantina it's a star wars batuan cantina so it's olga's olga's i think i I, I don't know it's probably the wisconsin in me that that is saying it that way oh sure Uh, oh yeah oh sure yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) i got lucky that we were able to go about a week before our trip my wife was able to get us a reservation um that was at 9 30 in the morning but you know makes the day a little more fun when you get a drink right away in the morning right (laughs) right so (laughs) so yeah we were glad to get that it was a lot of fun i'm really glad we got to go in there and the nice thing about our conversation tonight is that you got in there before covid so you can kind of give us the perspective from that and i was in there during the covid restrictions so yeah and we can we can kind of talk about uh the different ways that we went about uh procuring a table um, because Brian was lucky enough to get a reservation, uh, which is actually pretty difficult. Um, and I, uh, along with name dropping with um, somebody who I know works there, uh, was able to get a table way uh, like last minute. Um, and basically what I ended up doing was uh, there's like a I'm not sure if they're doing it right now. Um, but you can kind of get on like a wait list. Uh, I know some places have wait lists and the way that you check that is, uh, you go into the, my Disney experience app and, uh, you go into, uh, dining reservations and you hit now instead of different times. And then that shows you, uh, all the places that actually have wait lists. Um, so, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen, uh, Olga's canteen on there, but, um, I know that before COVID, that was definitely a thing. And we were able to just kind of walk up to the line and uh, say, hey, my friend works here. Uh, could we get somehow get a table? Uh, and they put us on a wait list. And we basically just kind of waited there in line. We actually we waited in line for, an, for a while. Uh, it wasn't too long. Uh, but eventually they got they got to us and uh, they were able to uh, bring us in. Um, but Brian did it the more traditional way of getting a reservation <laughs> and not having to worry about, um, 
if you were going to get a table at all. Um, but yeah, so there's there's two different ways to do it. Um, I think there's one way to do it right now. Although when I when I was there during COVID, I think I asked if there was a wait list, and it, I think it um, starts kind of later. Uh, so it's basically just kind of like, oh, check back and see if we have something available. And I, I bet they just never have something available because of COVID. Um, but yeah, there's there's two different ways to do it um, when COVID's not happening. I took advantage of one and Brian used the other. No, I don't know, as you said, if they were doing the wait list, I didn't have to ask. Um, but I do know that they are doing it with Savi's workshop, which is where you build your own lightsaber. And it works best if you just show up there and ask to get on the list. And then they, it's kind of a text system. Um, so I don't know if that might be different than hitting the now on your app um, and finding the wait list there. It might work better if you go there right away in the morning and ask to get on the list. Um, and, but yeah, I don't know. Cause I'm sure they might get no shows or they might get ahead of schedule or something and they can fit somebody else in there. So um, I would think that if they could fill it with more people that they would, if they ran that wait list. Yeah, and I, I don't even know if these two places show up on now. I think that's more um, sit-down restaurants that end up having either no-shows or more space or or just random tables to fill. Um, and so they have they have a wait list uh, for that. So I'm not even sure if these these are on the wait list. Yeah, um, and it yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean definitely go there and ask it doesn't hurt right mm -hmm. definitely. um so yeah the way i got it is that like i said my wife about a week before we went she had been constantly checking anytime she had a second of downtime she was on the app looking to see if anything was available and we already had our park reservation we already had all that set up so um you know, she would just go in and she happened to find one at about seven o'clock at night. And, um, you know, we happened to be able to snag it. So a lot of luck in that and just kind of right place, right time, I guess. But we were able to get one that way. And that's whenever I see somebody asking online, um, what's the trick to get a reservation for X? It's always just keep checking constantly checking and a lot of times the stuff will pop up at one o'clock in the morning i don't know why <laughs> but i um i did sign up for touring plans uh which is a planning site that is separate from disney um that uses a lot of statistics um and they have a system to get uh reservations they'll notify you if there's an opening at a certain restaurant that you want. Um, so I was getting notifications from them at 1.30 in the morning. Well, <laughs> I didn't have any, anything set on my phone to make sure that I got the notification. So I'd wake up in the morning and go, oh, shoot, missed <laughs> another one. Um, so I think just the constant checking is going to be the best way to do it, unless you're going to get up in the middle of the night and keep trying that way too. Um, yeah. Uh, I, and then there's the way that, uh, Mikhailo, you did it with the wait list, which 
I think would be a little more difficult too, because it doesn't give you an idea when you're going to be there. So you kind of are left on call. And I know when I heard recently about the Savvy's workshop, when they got their call back, they were actually over at the uh, Riviera Resort having lunch and they got the text. So he sent back, we're over at Riviera. I don't know that we're going to make, I think they give you 40 minutes to return. Mm. Don't know that we can make it in that amount of time. And they said, that's okay. And then gave him like another time to return. And then that's just when they showed up and did it. Cool. Uh, So they were very accommodating in that respect, I guess. So um, something to consider if you're going to use that wait time. Yeah. And I know that for my family, when, when we ended up doing the wait list, uh, we didn't have a huge problem because it was actually late at night and we had already kind of like done everything we wanted to do. Um, so then at, at that point it was like, well, we want to go into this and have this really amazing experience. Like we'll sit and wait in this line. So it wasn't a huge deal for us. Um, so that might be another thing to think about is that if you know that, um, you want to do this thing and you can't find um, you can't find a reservation uh, and you want to be on the wait list, understand that you're going to have to be waiting. So maybe like knock almost everything off of your list and then make that something that like, if you can make it happen at the very end of the night, that's great. But if it doesn't end up happening, then it's, then it's like, you know, Oh, Oh, well, like we didn't have a reservation. It would have been cool if it happened. But, um, and I know a lot of people, um, We'll get frustrated with that where it's like, oh, this is ruining my trip because I, I needed to uh, uh, get drunk in this cantina. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I mean, this is just you just got to understand this Disney. Uh, there, there are going to be things that you're not going to be able to do. Uh, and you just got to kind of roll with the punches. Uh, and it's kind of funny how um, I'll say that and then end up planning my days by the hour. Um, but I think that's that's kind of the thing is that like you can have a plan and 90% of the time, the plan is going to go awry (laughs) because like (laughs) it's Disney. You you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when it's going to torrential downpour and everything's going to come to a screeching halt. Um, So with stuff like this, um, if you're going to use the wait list, understand it might not work out, but if it does like that was like the highlight of our night, like it was so cool to be able to go out and like end our night. Um, in this amazing experience. Um, so just treat it like that. Treat it like, you know, if it, if it doesn't happen, then I was able to do all this other stuff. If it does happen, that's awesome. Um, you can plus your vacation in that way. <laughs> <laughs> so along with this amazing experience is that they run hours of open, whatever the open time might be for Hollywood studios, which right now is uh, nine o'clock. Um, and unless they, well, yeah, nine o'clock and then they keep Oga's open, taking reservations an hour after park close. Uh, so that is a bonus too, because that gives you an extra hour. If you happen to get that reservation at the end of the day. Um, and when you come out of there, there's nobody in the park mm-hmm. at that point. Cause everyone's pretty much left. So that even gives you the opportunity to take some pictures in the park with no one around. Uh, so I don't know if they do that. 
if they'll be doing that when the COVID restrictions are lifted. But it's kind of a neat little thing that you can possibly get right now if you get into that last hour of the day. Uh, again, super hard reservation to get to begin with. Getting that end of the day reservation, you know, maybe go buy a lottery ticket along with it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a pretty cool experience because you walk up, you let them know who you are, and they'll say, "Okay, we'll give you a text," you know, shortly. And that so then like and this is how it worked for us. They send us a text a few minutes later. We walk over and um, that door slides open, just like the cantina in Mos Eisley from the <laughs> New Hope, right? It slides open and it's awesome. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I don't know why you see sliding doors at the grocery store, at Walmart, you know, whatever you see sliding doors all the time. Right. But this one was awesome. And like, I was so happy to see it. Uh, so you come in, it's, it's not a huge place. And basically with COVID right now, you have your table and that's where they fill people. I think there was a lot of more, a lot more standing room only prior. Uh, it gave it a really busy bar atmosphere, which I'm sure you can touch on. Uh, this is a lot quieter now. Um, there's a, plenty of room to walk around and you know, the service is pretty darn good because they don't, they only have the tables to worry about. They don't have to weave through people and, and worry about who else is drinking and, and all that goes along with that. Um, so we got a booth when we got there, it was my family of five. So we had a little bit more, you know, people to fit into the booth or whatever, but plenty of room, uh, looks just like it might on star Wars or at least reminiscent of something from Star Wars. Uh, and when I say that, I should say from A New Hope. I still want to call that that movie Star Wars because that's how I grew up with it. Um, but yeah, it's it was really cool just kind of walking in and getting our booth. And then we sat down and that's when I got a chance to look around. What were your first impressions when you got in there? Uh, I thought, so I can kind of talk about how it was for me pre COVID. Um, and that was, it was definitely more of like a bustling bar atmosphere. Um, you kind of walked in there and there was a lot of people all over the place. Um, they had the standing tables. That's, that's where we ended up. Um, but they just kind of like brought us to our little table and we had our like little area to stand. And like, that was it. Like all the other places had people either in or around or like in the booths or standing at other tables or standing at the, at the bar. Um, and so it was, it, it seemed pretty packed. Um, and I'm sure they do that on purpose. Um, but yeah, that, that was the kind of atmosphere that I got was like, it felt, it honestly kind of felt like one of those like college bars that you, you would go to. Um, and I'm sure that was, I mean, that was the, that's the idea. Cause it's, it's one of these random, um, space bars space bars <laughs> these uh random uh spaceport bars uh in um isn't tatooine well we're on batu oh yeah well yeah um but i mean i mean that's that's kind of what i got from it and uh i'm not great with kind of like taking everything in i'm terrible i'm uh i've said it before i basically just sprint through the parks 
Uh, so it's like when I get somewhere, I'm very bad at just kind of like looking around and like, oh, wow. Um, I remember it took me a while to just kind of like look up and like look at things, um, which there's just stuff everywhere. And there's there's um, like droids. Um, you got DJ Rex going. That was one thing that I noticed right away. I was like, oh, DJ Rex. And, and he's from the original Star Tours. Uh, it's very cool. Um, and then uh, a whole bunch of the uh, they had kind of like where it looks like all of the alcohol is being stored and everything. Um, and I thought that was all very cool, but it's, I'm very bad at picking out little things. I, I, I just kind of, Oh, wow. Shiny. That's cool. And then <laughs> <laughs> don't really like take in those details. Uh, but, and there's a lot in there and it's probably just because there's so much going on. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot going on and it definitely has that like dive bar kind of feel to it. It does, but also, I don't know, being a big Star Wars fan, me walking in there was just like, oh my God, I'm in a cantina from Star Wars. This is amazing, <laughs> right? Right? Like, my head was kind of spinning already because I had just gotten done seeing the Millennium Falcon <laughs> and uh, just kind of starting to take the land in. And then I walked in there. And so we get we walked in, we sat down at our table. And then my wife jumped up like right away and started taking pictures of DJ Rex. <laughs> uh, and we're our, we were kind of sat like in a booth next to DJ Rex. So we had to get out to see him. We couldn't just sit there and watch him, mm-hmm. um, which was unfortunate because the, he, he is kind of talking as he's spinning tunes and, and playing the music for you, uh, which one of his songs is the original Cantina song. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got in there and we sat down and, and we got those pictures and then we put our order in and then that's when I got up and you could walk around. Like, I know you said like you got your little table and that was it. Um, we got up and we moved around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was taking pictures of the bar. I took pictures of both sides of the bar, which actually look the same. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh, which is nice because if whichever side of the bar you're on, at least it's still the same view, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to move around, take some pictures, and then kind of start taking things in a little bit. So then I sat down, and um, that's when our drinks came, and we'll get into the drinks later. But uh, some of the things I noticed uh, in there was uh, behind the bar like where you might have um i don't know containers of of slushies or something or you know just dispensers of some sort the dispensers that they had behind the bar looked like uh ig droids and if you're not sure who what i'm referring to and i like ig11 is from the new mandalorian show he was in the first season and um the very first episode he was the uh bounty hunter droid that found the asset with with the mandalorian um so in as a kid it was ig88 from empire strikes back so that right away was really cool seeing something like that and then on top of the bar was uh an aquarium and inside was like a frog-like creature that looked a lot like the one that is sitting out on the road outside of jabba's palace in return of the jedi (laughs) Uh, so that was cool. You know, like they have these things and I bet if 
I had grown up with the prequel trilogy and I was more into that era. I'm sure I would have picked out some things from that era too, because that's kind of what they're doing. They're trying to hearken memories or pull memories from different areas, no matter what trilogy you've grown up with. So those were the things I was, I was noticing was some of the stuff that I would see in that original trilogy versus any other time. Yeah, I, um, uh, I noticed those, uh, those big canisters too. Uh, and it's funny. I didn't even, I didn't even notice that there was a droid there. <laughs> so it shows how much, uh, that I pay attention. Um, but yeah, the, well, just to be sure it's not a droid. It's just the, the canisters look like the head of the IG yeah, droid. Yeah. Yep. Um, but anyways, I, uh, one of the things I enjoyed was, um, I mean, were the drinks, uh, the drinks, I mean, definitely the star of the show. And I thought it's definitely really cool that they, it wasn't like, they're not going to come bring you like a captain and Coke or something. Uh, of course they're going to make these drinks, uh, like super weird and, uh, very interesting. Uh, and one of the things I liked the most, um, and I think I had, um, I, I can't remember the rules if there was like a two drink minimum. Uh, I think that's, I think that's what it was. Um, I believe a two drink maximum actually. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I seem to remember maybe that's COVID because I seem to remember them being like, so you need to spend a certain amount of money here or something like that. Um, but uh the drink that that definitely caught my eye uh was the one with the uh the suds um i can't remember uh, i think it was the the, fuzz, the fuzzy tauntaun yeah yeah that one that one was really good uh and it was cool because the 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 fuzz or the the suds or whatever actually it, kind of like numbed your mouth yeah there's like a foam on the top that mm -hmm. Um, and I can't remember if it's flavored or what, but yeah, it numbs your mouth mm -hmm. really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. I think I had a couple of those. Um, it's Disney, of course. <laughs> so you're going to, you're going to go all out. And it was the end of the night too. Um, but there were, there were a couple other drinks, uh, but honestly, that was, that was the one that stood out to me the most. And I ordered a Yub Nub, which if you want a Yub Nub, you can get it with the souvenir mug or not. Uh, the souvenir mug with the drink in it is $45, which is a pretty hefty price tag. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm like, we got darn lucky that we got into this place to begin with. I'm getting a souvenir. <laughs> so I didn't mind paying the $45 and I'll tell you what I brought that. So here's the deal. It's like an orange drink. Um, I'm trying to pull it up here so I can get it. It's a pineapple rum, uh, sailor, Jerry spiced rum, some citrus juices and passion fruit served in a souvenir indoor mug. Um, <laughs> So you, you get the drink and they ask you if you want to keep the mug. And of course I said, yes. And so they bring it out and you drink your drink, you have a good time. And then they take that away and they bring you a brand new one, clean it, fresh in the box mm -hmm. for you to take home. Um, and this mug, I'll tell you what, 
I've gotten souvenir cups from different things and they're pretty much junk. You get them home <laughs> and it, you know, it's, it's cheap plastic. This is worth your $45. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a heavy porcelain mug that um, has, it, it tells the story of the Endor battle that wow. the Ewoks were involved in. Like as you turn the mug, you see the, uh, Ewok standing on top of the base. You see the uh, Ewok flying. You've got the X-wings and Tie fighters up at the top of the mug. The Darth, uh, the Death Star is on there. Um, again, it's a nice, heavy mug, very thick. Uh, it's it's going to withstand quite a bit. Um, so I, we were able to just in the box. I threw it into our backpack. Um, I was obviously careful with my backpack the rest of the day, but. Uh, it made it just fine. And so I was really glad for $45 that I got that souvenir. I use it every day at home now. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to ask if you use it. I do. I use it for drinking my just water. I just, because I'm still working from home with COVID. So I just uh, use that as my water glass right now. So yeah, I, I thought that was great. My wife, my wife got the, uh, the fuzzy tauntaun as you had talked about um it says it's buzz button tingling foam on top <laughs> um she really liked the drink i did get a taste of it it was it was pretty good and yeah that that numbing foam i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but it is a popular drink and everyone likes to get it um so definitely give it a shot if you guys get in there yeah and uh a question that we that I actually get a lot um, that I see is uh, people asking kind of like, what what is this place? Um, and I, I really kind of consider it more of a like a bar kind of type thing. Uh, but they do have food. I'm doing air quotes right now. Food. Uh, it's mainly just kind of like charcuterie type stuff, uh, like things that you would normally drink like while drinking and like with drinks. Um, but that's one thing that, that people do get confused about sometimes is that this, this is not a restaurant. Um, it's basically just kind of a bar. Um, but we, we do to get that question sometimes. Yeah, it is a bar. You're getting drinks that, and that's what the star of the show is, as you had said, is, is the drinks. Um, we did try the Batuan bits at, with our drinks, um, which was basically just chips and salsa, mm. uh, but you know they gave it a cool name and i wanted to try something more than just a drink (laughs) since i was there so um it wasn't very good i i wouldn't recommend the food there (laughs) you know go for the drinks stay for the drinks don't eat the food get go spend your money on food somewhere else go get a ronto wrap or Mm, if you're if you're looking for a charcuterie it looks like the charcuterie over at baseline tap house is much better and cheaper so um yeah uh in case you're wondering um my kids enjoyed the uh java juice which uh had uh, blueberry uh, boba balls inside Mm. of it um i believe my son had the carbon freeze if i'm remembering this right um there was one and i maybe i'm getting them confused um Maybe it was a carbon carbon freeze that my daughter had where they put like um 
uh, dry ice down at the bottom of it. Yeah. So the whole time it's like bubbling and fizzing Mm -hmm. and she really liked the drink, but she didn't like the fizz up in her face. (laughs) So, (laughs) so we had, we got an extra glass or we took a empty glass that we had and poured it into that so that she didn't get all that fizzing into her face after a Mm -hmm. while. But we did end up boarding two of those, um, which they look really cool when they're doing that too. They got the boba balls in there flying around (laughs) and yeah. So, uh, and they've, so they've got really cool, looking drinks that don't have the alcohol in them. If you guys don't drink, um, you can still have a great time, have some good stuff. Uh, they do have the uh, cliff dweller, which is kind of the non-alcoholic version of the Yubnub, which has a porg looking mug that you get. And, and it's a little bit cheaper with the uh, with non-alcoholic uh, drink inside of it. So, yeah. Yeah, that that uh, that's all really cool, and it's all I just love the how everything's themed so well. Um, I I do I've I saw those um those drinks with the dry ice. It's like a little compartment at the bottom that they put the dry ice in. Uh, I just yeah. thought that was very cool. That that always kind of freaked me out though, because I was like, what if I drink the dry ice? Like, isn't that bad for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, and like you always see people like using tongs and stuff. Like you don't touch the dry ice, but yeah. then. So there must be something they're doing there that makes it safe because Disney would not put something out that would freeze your hand to a glass or something. (laughs) Yeah. And we didn't have any issues. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, DJ Rex, I think should be mentioned a little more. He's in there working hard for you, listening, (laughs) playing the tunes, right? Um, now, DJ Rex, you mentioned, was the original or was from Star Tours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you had written Star Tours, uh, one of the original iterations of it, he was your pilot. And he was the guy that screwed everything up. And <laughs> then they decided to make C-3PO the one that screws everything up. It's <laughs> part of your flight, right? Um, and he, do you recall where they had moved him? I want to say they had put him somewhere else uh like on like on the ride or even in the park i cannot remember where he went but he did have some sort of life um after being the pilot Hmm. and so that but like it was short-lived it you didn't really know much that he was out there so when they announced galaxy's edge and the cantina and said that he was going to be the dj i was pretty excited because (laughs) I always enjoyed DJ Rex as the pilot and to have him brought in as the DJ for Oga's Cantina. I think that just kind of ties things together really well. I am a sucker for nostalgia. So to see him brought into another space um, and being used again, I think that just, you know, keeps that nostalgia moving along as well. Um, And he's a funny dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I'm going to say it again because y'all should be listening to it. Um, on Spotify, they have the whole playlist that plays uh, at Oga's. So check that out, download it, listen to it. Uh, I sometimes listen to it while I'm cooking just to make it feel like like I'm cooking in that cantina. <laughs> Um, but, but, but it's all very cool. And, and, and they've got the, um, the original, uh, cantina 
uh song in there that's kind of like it's like a remix version of it um so it's it's all very cool and very fun yeah and so along those lines you know we've got that character kind of setting things up with the mood music wise and then you've got your server and they do stay you know they have their character that they're staying true to and they're very they're kind of rough you know like you would hope a cantina star wars cantina type of server would be um you know calling people scoundrels and uh i don't know they it was just it was it just added to that experience to have the server be a, as part of that as well um when i got in there i was completely that stupid tourist i was like oh my gosh this is so cool like hey <laughs> <laughs> give me a drink <laughs> Um, like I wish I would have, and I, and I, I'm sure I will the next time I wish I would have had my head a little more straight. Cause like I said, I, my head was still kind of spinning just from seeing everything from walking in. Um, so it'd be a little bit more fun to kind of go in there as a customer instead of a tourist. Mm -hmm. Right. And really kind of get into the whole experience that they're they're giving you there and it's it's cool there's um there's talk about what what um this new star wars hotel is supposed to be and it's kind of supposed to be that where like you you're a character in this story that's happening um and i i think that's really cool and that's um that's something that like i want to be able to do and i think for me i, I would end up just having a vacation of that where it's like my vacation is specifically Star Wars and I'm staying at that hotel and it's just like everything I'm doing is Star Wars. Um, but that's that's definitely a cool way to like go back and back and forth with people, especially if you're well versed and you understand the Star Wars universe universe very well. I know that um, we've talked about her before. Uh, my friend Tessa, who Brian met, was actually his server. Um, I know for a fact that she's a big Star Wars fangirl. Um, and so she's way into it. Um, so if you if you try to riff with these people, like they're they're gonna give you guys some some stuff back. Um, they I'm pretty sure that they have uh, like lines to say of like how to open open up stuff and like how to pitch things for you to you to have and like things like if you if you say one thing, then they respond in a certain way. Um, but I mean, these people are all. Star Star Wars nerds as well, so they'll 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 talk Star Wars with you. Uh, it was cool for me um, having a friend there that um, I was able to see both sides. Where like she did her job, uh, which she does her job very well, um, and she she was taught by my mom how to how to act. Um, she was in musicals and stuff, so she knows how to do that. And she does it very well. Um, but it was also cool to kind of like peer into the uh like the regular person there and like actually talk back and forth um with my friend who was there um but it's there they definitely take it pretty seriously uh, and they're gonna stay in character um kind of like pretty much uh everybody else um they're they're not technically face characters but they're kind of like in that same realm where like they they're they're there as a character so uh, I, I find that really interesting and I think it's going to be cool um, once that Star Wars hotel opens up and people start 
walking around Batu as like a character, but they're there on vacation as a character. Like it's like it's crazy that like that you you'd be able to do that. Like you'd be playing out some sort of adventure in this theme park that like that just sounds awesome. <laughs> like I already I I want to do that already, but but almost every single time I end up in Batu, uh, both in land and world, I'm still kind of like walking around just taking pictures blown away that i'm like in this area um but just to think about the possibility of walking around and and having an objective and and just like playing in that area as as a character sounds so cool and that's kind of what they're already doing at this cantina um and so get in on it like i think i think i think that would that's cool and that's that's a really neat element of that place I would agree. I wish, like I said, I wish I would have had my head on straight a little more so that I could have played around a little bit and, you know, maybe she would have called me a scoundrel or something. Oh, uh, she knows me. That's why she called me a scoundrel. <laughs> <laughs> so it it's, yeah. I don't know what more is there to say about Olga's Cantina. It's, it's a great place to go and, and take a break um it was 95 degrees at 9 30 in the morning i think that day maybe not quite that bad so it was already kind of nice to get a little air conditioning mm-hmm. um and and get a drink um yeah. anything else uh i mean not not really um we've we kind of hit all the bases uh and i think uh i mean just it's a really cool place and it's a really cool experience and i think that's kind of what they want with star wars land is they they want all of these experiences even down to just like walking through shops like these are it's all experiences and uh this one is just highlighted by all the amazing people there and the uh amazing experience that you're having in this cantina um and so i think it's definitely it's definitely a must do like if you're able to do it do it <laughs> because um brian uh, had a great time and it was like the best way to end the night for me so um yeah i just i just remember standing outside there uh at night and just kind of like listening to everything one of one of the coolest things that i noticed while i was waiting in line for that cantina was that they actually have speakers set up all through that land and they make it sound like speed like ships are are going overhead and so it's just so cool to listen to that and be like, oh my God, they are, they're just, the details in this place are insane. Um, so it's, I'll notice stuff like that, but then I will I'll walk <laughs> into Ogas and I'll just be like, oh my God, all this stuff. Wow. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, one thing that I did forget to mention, um, they did have on the bar uh, sitting there, the souvenir mugs. So the Yub Nub and the Cliff, Cliff Dweller mugs are sitting there and in between that is the beer flight which we didn't even talk about that they do have beers in there that you can try uh and so you can get a beer flight now if you've ever been to a brewery or or somewhere that serves a beer flight it usually comes with four glasses on some sort of a rack right um some of them don't do that but a lot of places that's what they'll do and so here you get kind of this wooden looking rack 
and the glasses look like teeth <laughs> and they're set inside of this, you know, in between those, I don't know that into that wood rack that they have. Um, and it, it's, it's glass. It's not actually wood, but it's made to look that way. Um, now that's an $85, an $85. Let me see it again. $85 <laughs> for a beer flight. Okay. That one was hard for me to swallow. Like mm-hmm. my wife kind of pointed it out and it's like, yeah, it's cool. Um, but at that price and what it is, it would be a display piece for me. It's not something that I would do use. Right. Mm-hmm. What are you going to use that for? Not, I don't do beer tastings at home very often. <laughs> so it would just be a display piece. Um, and that day I was more interested in drinking the, the cocktail drinks that they had anyway. Uh, but it, I, I think it was a cool looking um display piece art piece i don't know what to call it yeah you know i thought it was pretty cool a souvenir um but you know 85 dollars is a hard hard pill to swallow in that one coming from the guy that spent 45 dollars on a mug <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you 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 use that mug every day so there you go you're not i do i do and maybe that's because i spent so much on it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I did like that they had the mugs out so you could see what they were um, and hold them if you wanted to. So I didn't throw that out there earlier. I needed to get that in there. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, Olga's Canteen uh, must do uh, if you can do it. Uh, I, I would definitely suggest it. Uh, we've both been able to experience it. Um, and definitely one of the highlights uh, of going to Batu. Um, yeah. I'm totally with you, man. We got to go and totally get into some sort of cosplay outfit and get our lightsabers out, go through that place, you know, maybe have a few lightsaber battles along the way. Right. I was like, on, I was honestly thinking of bringing it, bringing in a blaster. And blaster. Uh, banishing that around and just kind of like, ah, and getting all rowdy with it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I would definitely think of myself as, as a Jedi, but blasters are just so fun. <laughs> I agree. I, that would be fun. And maybe you could get uh, those stormtroopers to shoot near you. Yeah. They around me. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to hit you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Obi Wan definitely thinks that the blast points uh, are too precise to be stormtroopers. So, Obi Wan thinks stormtroopers can really, really shoot well. But I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> that might that might have been a bit a, a bit too a bit too obscure for people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm following you. <laughs> yeah, that Jawa that Jawa transport. I'll never look the same. Nope. Cool. <laughs> well, um, Brian, do you have any, anything else to tell everybody? I don't. I, I think you guys need to get out. Try Olga's. Don't be afraid of it. Definitely enjoy it. You know, try to be in the mood. Try to play along with the story that they're selling to you. And, you know, just enjoy the, the time you can get in there. 
Definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, let us know uh, on our Facebook, Miles from Main Street, um, what you think of Olga's uh, or if you've been there. Uh, let us know uh, what it went like. And uh, just keep talking. Uh, keep talking to us. Keep the conversation going. Um, we can talk about Star Wars. We can talk about anything. Uh, we like talking about Star Wars. but <laughs> I could talk Star Wars all day just as much as I could talk Disney all day. So definitely give us a, a shout out. Um, Miles from Main Street Community on Facebook. And we'd love to have a conversation about it. Definitely. And uh, that's all we got for you guys today. But we'll see you next time on Miles from Main Street. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please rate us on iTunes and subscribe. Email us at milesfrommainstreetpodcast at gmail.com. With any thoughts, and visit us on Facebook under Miles from Main Street. We'll be bringing more to you weekly and look forward to talking to you then. Until next week, remember. Some live close. But most of us don't. So let's talk about it. Thank you.